We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to Indigenous elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any First Nations people who are listening today. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hi, you know what? She said what she said, and at the end of the day, it is what it is. Reese. Hi, I am also wearing ruffles, Connor. <laughs> Wait, who else is wearing ruffles? It was the theme this week in the Drag Race catwalk. Oh, wow. I know. Who forgot that? Me. You. And it was actually quite a good runway. It was actually not that bad. I know we shouldn't shit talk it. For At least not right now. No, no, no. Um, but hi, welcome to Not Another Drag Race Podcast, a podcast where we're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race UK season four, because it's my podcast and not yours. Um, why am I still doing it? <laughs> Fuck if I know. I thought we've really gone downhill since season two. <laughs> like it's been, I a, know. it's been a trending, even last, what, season three, I thought we really peaked when they all decided to show up in like the later episodes. Yes. They've just decided to give up at this point, which I really, I don't know how I feel about. I admire it. I think it's a great life goal. <laughs> and I, a great representation of the times we live in. I love that all of them went, fuck it. I'm not going to try that hard. And then <laughs> they decided as a unit, that being Drag Race, to save all five of them. It really is a weird universe we're currently living in. Oh, you got me, gal. You <laughs> got me, gal. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone sometimes watching this show. We'll just wait for Canada, bitch. I can't wait. If Isis Couture goes first, I'm fucking rioting. Oh, I doubt it. Unless she bombs so hard and they're like, ah, get rid of her, she's a winner. Yeah, I can see that happening. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. But not bombing hard. She might just be fourth best. Oh, you know, she might just, I don't know. You know what? They just do weird shit. Yeah. I think, that, I think they'll protect her at first. They won't. You know how sometimes on, on the all-stars formats of that ilk, uh, they love to do like bottom two, bottom two, randomly there's a bottom three. Yes. <laughs> just just because. Just because. <laughs> I love the, um, there's like six people left and like we have a top two and if you're not in the top two, you are in the bottom. I'm like, that's four. Fuck that's that. Four, it's four people. We've Ju- talked about this before. We, we have. have, yeah. Jujubee was in the fucking bottom. Yeah. For her snatch game. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. For Earth and Kids. Oh, like, so one of the most iconic lines of all time. Fucking stupid. Because she was third best, she was in the bottom. I'm just saying Drag Race just does whatever the fuck it wants and how nice for them. Um, and thank you, Drag Race, for giving us the chance to talk about it. <laughs> talk about you, I should say. Um, every week or fortnightly or weekly. I don't know. What do you do currently? What quickly? Do- <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I walked right into that one, didn't I? I won't answer that question because you know the answer and I don't want to put it out on the internet. I like that you started fortnightly and you were able to get Beverly Kills and you're like, fuck it. Now that we've, got a, <laughs> we've got an Australian drag race queen. We will change this to weekly. <laughs> what, you know what? But here's the thing. After this week, we've got Canada versus the world. Yes, as I said numerous times over the past few weeks, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast because holy shit, we are doing Canada versus the world. We are doing it uh, versus the world rules apply on the pod. I will have a very special guest co-host for the entire series. And will we be doing weekly UK at this point? I don't know. <laughs> Can I be bothered doing episodes nine and 10? Can I? Can I? 
There's only two more, thank God. There's only two more. I'm just going to bundle them. Fuck it. I'm going to... Nah, fuck it. Guys, wait for the finale for UK. <laughs> Seriously. What? This is such a weird season. I don't know what's happening. It's a fever dream. It's an actual fever dream. Is it? Okay. I still can't get over the fact that Dakota was even in the bottom two. I haven't moved on from that. Oh, you know what? I've actually come to the... Do you, do you know what it is, Connor? What is it, please? <sighs> I, oh, by the way, Connor Curran, welcome to the pod again. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. We're way too comfortable. <laughs> we're way... Well, that's just because that we're us. But um, uh, Connor Curran, everyone, is a deep friend of the pod. Uh, you do know him from MasterChef Australia. And you also know him as of right now that this episode, the date this episode comes out, from the Challenge Australia, which airs... Tonight, technically. Monday night? Monday night, because today's a Monday, 7.30pm on Channel 10. Only on Mondays? And Tuesdays. Monday, and Tuesdays. Tuesdays. I believe for the next five weeks. Monday, wow. Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. There you go on Channel 10 or Catch Up on 10 Play as well. Catch Up on 10 Play. I will be popping some highlights onto my Instagram and let's see how it goes. It's a very physical show. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I took from it most, it is very mentally draining. So only the mentally strong really get to the end, I think. Um, and... You know, strength comes in different packets. You know, a lot of the challenges include puzzles and brain stuff. So despite being Olympians and boxers and all that, you know, watch out for us little influencer kids. We might be a, a little bit smart. So let's see. I'm pretty sure most of them are considered influencers though. Like, let's be honest. It's a mixed bag. But what I will say is there was six queer people, which I really appreciated. Love. And, I don't, and hosted. And hosted by non-binary host, Bryony Dawson, who is such a fucking sweetheart. I can honestly say they look, they just look so cool. <laughs> they're so cool. They're they so cool. Every time we saw them, we were like, "What? we need whatever department you're using because this isn't fair. They're not going to give you the money and the budget for to look that good. No, they were feeding us and that was already too much. <laughs> um, no, it was really cool being around queer people. And then also there was a really diverse cast. There was uh, First Nations. There was uh, people from every single kind of background you could have imagined. And but most importantly, married at first sight wannabes. Yes, there was Married at First Sight people there. Um, and there was a lot of people from different shows that I don't really watch reality TV. So No, same. It was walking into a room of 21 new people for me. Mm. And that was interesting. And I don't think I can say much more. <laughs> no, you don't have to say much more at all. And I hope people don't assume that what I say is reflective of what Connor thinks because that's not true at all. I am my own person as evidenced by the many episodes of this podcast where we talk shit and a lot of times disagree. Um, but... I don't watch reality TV either except for RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I can't stand it. Uh, so the idea that... Oh, MasterChef is literally the only other show I can handle because it's pure. It's positive. Yeah. I will say this though. I went on to the show to prove that queer people were strong. So my reasons mm -hmm. there were quite positive. I wasn't there for the title. I wasn't there for the money. I was literally there so queer kids at home could see that. You didn't have to be a muscled up gay person to be strong or mm -hmm. anything like that. You can be a chunky little Greek queer boy and be the strongest version. And I'm hoping that that comes across. Yeah. Well, I think we will all be tuning in Mondays and Tuesdays at 7.30 PM on channel 10 to see that. Um, yeah. Look, honestly, I, I'm going to watch for you because I love you and I want to support you. Um, I'm hoping I get an opportunity to see you slay and see you beat those fucking maths people into the ground because I, <laughs> I no offense to people who love watching that show, but I think it's absolute garbage water. And I, you, you, you're, you're just a lesser person for enjoying it. I'm sorry. It's the worst show on television. It's absolute putrid. It's basically, the block is almost as bad as uh, the fucking maths at this point, which is hilarious because the block actually involves skill and creativity. Yes. But they've turned it into such a soap opera. 
I I agree. I think and the, the problem is though that sells, you know, that yes. sells currently and they get the numbers for that. Of course. And Block gets the drama. Block gets great ratings, Maths gets great great ratings. People love dumpster fires, um, apparently. Um, and I don't come from that world. I came from a show where it was very skill driven. My personality had mm. to be second to what I did. Um, but I think that's what really gave me like when I going into it, I thought I had a great advantage in terms of I had to perform under extreme pressure. I was in so many eliminations in MasterChef and all that kind of stuff. Whereas mm. a lot of these guys didn't have that; they just went on to a TV show to find love or all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of different people there, and I can very safely say I learned a lot about myself and a lot about society. Um, and I'm very glad I did it, and I'm actually very excited to see how it panned out. I'm very excited too. I will, I will put up with math shitters for you. I will do it. Um, I just got a thumbs up, everyone. It's fine. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, speaking of, I love, by the way, that you just met, you just fully admitted, oh, yeah, I was uh, – I sort of had an idea of how to handle the challenges because I was in the bottom a lot on MasterChef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do not insert a very overused bottom top joke that a drag race girl will probably say in the next season. Um, but <laughs> I did, I bottomed a lot on MasterChef. So I was in many eliminations um, because I didn't know how to cook sometimes. So, hey, it happens. That's cook, my life. <laughs> babe, cooking's hard. I stand by it. I'm actually keen. I would love to see the MasterChef format with uh, people who have never cooked in their life just to see. You don't I, that's have, the disaster you, I want to see. You don't have to. You can just go watch my season. and <laughs> watch my journey of someone who's never cooked before who accidentally got onto a cooking show. Okay. Work. <laughs> you don't have, don't have to create it. I've done it for them. So, well, um, I did want to say, speaking of reality television, um, there is some grace besides RuPaul's Drag Race. Whoa, that rhymed. Um, that I give. Come on, Mother Goose. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mother Goose. Um, I, I grew up, the only reality shows I watched growing up were Laguna Beach in the Hills. Yes. And recently, uh, because everyone has podcasts now where they talk, they do rewatches of everything. Um, maybe we should do that instead of season fifteen. <laughs> we should rewatch old seasons. That actually sounds way 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 funner. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever done that before with Drag Race, especially no. not queens from the show. No, who are best friends? No, and we're both not drag, and we're both white cis men, so we shouldn't be even doing this to begin with. No, who the fuck are we? Terrible, terrible, terrible. But I'll tell you. <laughs> Um, I really love this week on the Laguna Beach Rewatch podcast, which is hosted by Stephen Coletti and Kristen Cavallari. They had Lauren Conrad join them, who was on Laguna Beach with them and grew up with them um, because <laughs> it was a reality show captured their life. And Lauren, of course, was on the hills. Um, and I loved that and I love her. And seeing her talk about rea watching them on reality television when they were 17, 18 years old. Mm. and actually admitting being like so everyone thinks we hate each other mm. because they saw a show 15 years ago yeah um when we were teenagers in high school and they made it out that we hated each other when we didn't and uh they were fully just like i can't believe that was the narrative they gave us it was ridiculous uh, I'm sorry for that time I called you a whore. Oh my God, I called you a whore too and I'm so sorry. Yeah, we weren't great. Yeah, we were bad. Mm. And we've actually had a lot of good times together. I'm like, this is what we need to see. Yeah, the annoying part is like reality TV isn't reality TV. It's no. a portion, it's an idea of what reality is. And like there's nothing like 
honestly watching i've watched just the first episode of the challenge on a preview in the last couple of days and they had to fit in three days of content into 45 minutes jesus christ the version of what i watched was very different to what the lived experience i had yeah because i'm only living it through my experience there is 21 other people who are there as well no reality tv is true and like this is why like when RuPaul says blame it on the edit, I'm sorry, the edit does play a, a, a huge, huge part. A huge part because you're essentially deciding what storylines are more important and then highlighting that. It doesn't give you a clear picture. It gives you a really small like donut hole into what actually happened. And so this is why every time I watch Snatch Game, I always go, I wonder if it was like that because mm. I have lived through the experience of filming multiple hours for minutes, right? So you actually don't know. You get given the version of reality that they want to show you. Yeah. And nothing more. And that comes down to the producers, who's in charge, what they value. You know, I know on the challenge we had a producer who was really big about queer rights and that was a huge thing for them. So I know that that's going to feature. But if we had a different producer, maybe we wouldn't get that. So it really just depends who's producing and who's in charge some yeah. of the time. Who's, who's it comes, the vision? It comes down to one person a lot. Do you know that there are so many examples on Drag Race where that's 1,000% true? And it makes why I think it makes me really annoyed uh, I'm jumping around so much right now because I want to give an example. But uh, before I did go on this tangent where we talked about um, more important things like yourself, um, Dakota's elimination, I, at the time I was like, oh, I understand. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it is very simple and her, her makeup is, even though the judges said they appreciate her simplistic makeup style, it's also not pushing any envelopes. And it's, I was trying to justify it. But I also can very clearly see that I don't think she was bottom two. No, but the thing is, the makeup she gave her girl was draggier, and I hate having to use that word. Cause drag, draggier. Well, because drag is anything that you want it to be. It is, yeah. It's absolutely whatever you want it to be. And then on top of that, um, she gave that different silhouette, but she herself, that she tried to stick true to who she was. Yeah. And if that's her and version... Wasn't enough. Of, no, if that's her version of drag then why is that bad? Exactly. Like that's, They saw it as, yeah. That's what she says that she does. Then yeah. why can't she do that? And I understand yeah. changing it up and all that kind of stuff, but the challenge was to showcase who Dakota is and what that family resemblance is. Mm. And the outfits were gorgeous. She technically, she did, the, she did the assignment. She very much did the assignment. I think what happened is they didn't see maybe what we saw and maybe they didn't see the outpour of love she was going to receive because these shows are edited mm. well before it gets to the public. So by the time it comes out to the public, it's already done and edited. So they yeah. can't really change too much unless you're Sherry Pye. <laughs> and then yes, you can go and retract Yeah, just a lot. commit atrocities. Maybe we'll do a different kind of edit for you. Absolutely. So I think that's what happened with Dakota. I don't think that they realized how much love she was going to get. And she's actually an absolute superstar. Yeah. Like she's an absolute out of right superstar. And I don't think they saw that for her. No, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And that's uh, that's exactly what the the thing is with the uh, the producer angle. Do you remember quite vividly All Stars Four when we had a talent show that was fantastic, probably really? the last great talent show on All Stars. I can't remember a good one since. It's been shocking, yeah, ever since. Um, uh, Manet Manet doing. Oh, opera. Opera was. Oh, that was incredible. It was a it was a great moment, but the talent show as a whole, we haven't had a good one in a while. Yeah, we haven't had a good one in a while. And All Stars 4 was really good. Gia Gunn, as much as I just don't, do not appreciate her <sighs> views on the world <laughs> and the way. <laughs> I actually watched the season six episode last night and it's the one where Milk wears male drag. Oh, RuPaul's, like RuPaul. the RuPaul runway. Yeah, and she's like, 
she went off because she gets eliminated being like, well, drag is becoming a woman. <laughs> and that is the only way that you do drag. It is per- female impersonation and nothing else. And I was like, this feels so fucked up. Yeah. And then like, I didn't even, it wouldn't have even intrigued in my mind at the time watching it. But now it's just like, oh my God, drag is anything it wants to be. Yeah. Gia Gunn is a, just she's a decision as a yeah. whole thing, and the best thing she is, is a she's now a trans woman who does drag. So she is herself is maybe she was projecting her own. She might have been projecting self hatred. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But um, also by the way, Milk is a fantastic drag artist and also acted like an asshole on All Stars Three. Multiple things can be true at the same time. <laughs> Multiple things. It's the thing. The world's more grey than people like to admit. Oh my god, nuance is dead. Do you know nuance people, is so dead these I, days. How when people pick someone's side in a confrontation, I'm like, you know, they can just both be assholes. Yes, that's <laughs> so true. That is Twitter right now. Literally, Twitter is just everyone's an asshole and they're just trying to out asshole each other. Yeah, you can have two douchebags in a situation. Yeah. One person doesn't need to be right; they can just both be wrong. Sometimes. Yeah. Thanks, Elon. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> the example I was going to give for All Stars was Pheromone. Her talent show, they shot it twice. One time she fell on her ass, uh, was shaken a little bit, but then picked herself up and she finished her number and it was like, okay, but well, they needed to use that one, didn't they? Because they needed to justify her being in the bottom. Apparently the other one didn't work out as well either. Oh, really? She just stormed off in the half. Really? Yes. Oh, well then, okay, in that case. <laughs> Apparently, to my knowledge of listening to all the things back then, they chose the better one. Okay. So you can only imagine what the other one was like. <laughs> All right. And then she had another opportunity the next week to redeem herself and she didn't. The widest dancing that Michelle Visage has ever seen in her life. I think it's wild that <laughs> someone like Farrah Moran gets asked to All-Stars and someone like Dita Ritz hasn't been asked back yet. Like it is. Well, that's because Farrah is a marketable product and Dita Ritz um, doesn't necessarily need the Drag Race brand in a way that Farrah Moran needs the Drag Race brand. I think Dita Reeds needs it more. but uh, Well, yeah, we think she needs it more because she's an, she's incredible at what she does and that deserves to be shown. I think I... I but Pheromone makes money. Yeah. It's a world of wonder. Sorry, bonjour, ladies. It's like the, one of the greatest entrance lines. <laughs> it's the original great entrance line. <laughs> Do you remember... Um, Skipping on in with a little like T-shirt. Fucking blessed. I love oh, Dita Reeds. The simplistic days where you can just walk in the workroom in a T-shirt. Willow Pill. She did it. No, but she did it smart. <laughs> she did a great job with it. We are going to be talking all things uh, Canada on Canada versus the world, of course. Um, again, subscribe to the pod because every Monday or Tuesday, hopefully Monday, but maybe Tuesday, subscribe so that when the episodes come out, it comes right there to you and you don't have to worry about that. But um, I just remembered because you said bonjour, ladies. <laughs> this is the weirdest trigger in my life ever. I don't even need to bring this up. We have better things to talk about, but I'm just going to. It's Drag Race. We love it. We're talking about it. Big fan. Um, really? That's uh, great. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Not a lot of people uh, watch it. It's a little indie thing. It doesn't seem to be taking off. No, 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 no. Definitely not worldwide at this point. No. It's, it's And it's like a once in a year event. It's, yep. it's it's so hard to get episodes. I feel like I'm waiting for right? an episode all the time. It's It sucks that it's only like a few. Yeah, we, we deserve more. Yeah. Um, uh, do you remember on Canada season one, one of our Canada versus the world contestants, Rita Barga, um, she said when she was asked if why she should win Canada's drag race, um, she's mentioned something about she would be the first francophone uh, winner <laughs> of drag race. Francophone? Yeah, like uh, French speaking. 
Oh, I love that. Yes, carry yeah. on. Linguistics. Um, yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> did she not know that the very first winner of this franchise is French speaking <laughs> from Cameroon? This is the thing that <laughs> most white people are fucking stupid. <laughs> and I don't think people have the knowledge of how far the French language goes. I know. And how much of Africa actually speaks French. Yeah. People are fucking do we, dumb. Do we want to talk colonization? <laughs> I, do, I, we would be here for a while, and I'm probably not the right person, considering I'm extremely white, um, to maybe be speaking. I'm of, not, no, no. <laughs> bitch. I'm half British. I'm half British, half white Australian. It doesn't get whiter than that. I'm luckily Greek, so I have a level of culture within me. Culture, yes, <laughs> you definitely have a culture that I do not. I have a culture within me, so I understand colonization in the way that. Turkish Greek people in colonization, mm. but not in any other facet, really. The drag, the drag of the race, the race of drag in the British Isles. Um, wow. Connor, I just, I just can't help but feel like this was one of the best episodes of Drag Race I've ever seen in my life. I sat there thinking, this is brilliant TV. It, yeah. it, it means a lot to the people of the UK. The Queen just died, and luckily having this episode, right? quite the renaissance. I mean, yeah, the British people have really been through hell this year and for them to get to sit down and watch BBC Three uh, every Thursday night and see, like, top-notch... Like, there's Drag Race UK and then there's this. Like, it's a whole other level. I'm so... Every week I'm like, okay, I cannot wait to see what Pixie does next. Like, she's clearly the front-runner. Yep. I don't understand why people are, like, so hard on Cheddar, though. Like, I understand Cheddar isn't doing as well as, like, Pixie and Jombers. Like, I get it's a competition. But, like, at some point you need to just, like, appreciate that they're doing their drag and they were cast on this show for a reason. So whatever you think, like, yeah, she hasn't won a lot of challenges, whatever. I still think you should, like, Cheddar and Danny Beard, like, just enjoy them. This is drag on television and we love it. Like, they're no Pixie, but whatever. The acting was second to none. I would, I would oh. say Screen Actors Guild like level acting that I haven't seen in a long time. No, and I've watched some great movies and some great TV shows, but this yeah. was this was queer people doing what they do best and highlighting the like absolute great writing that they are provided with season after season on Drag Race. Isn't that the amazing thing though? Is that I cannot. I legitimately was thinking when I was watching this and listening to the judges' critiques. I don't remember a time where we've had a bad acting challenge on Drag Race. Like, I think about, like, the Trump rusical was a great rusical, not an acting challenge, but um, everyone did a fantastic job. Um, the the All-Stars 6 one where it was, like, American Horror Story. I had the pleasure of being able to talk about that with you. Yeah. So good. It was, so, it was unforgettable, like, the amount of iconic characters that came from that. Also, uh, almost as good as my school friend's best friend something wedding. Oh, the girls' trip. I'm so sorry I butchered it. It was so good, but I... I know. We shouldn't. Des- we didn't deserve to butcher it the way we did, but no. it honestly was like Morgan McMichaels. It's it's unbelievable. Morgan McMichaels as Black Swan. Yeah. I didn't realise that we deserved that as a, as a community. Like Natalie Portman won an Oscar for that and Morgan McMichaels is like, bitch, wait. I hate to say it, but I feel like Morgan McMichaels, despite coming after Natalie Portman, walked so Natalie Portman could run. Yes. Despite it being in the future. Plus, Morgan McMichaels, that's her real name. And Natalie Portman, that's not her real name. At all. No. Facts. Yeah, literally. Her, her real name is Natalie Hirschlag. Morgan McMichaels is just being real. Like, she deserved... I think she deserved to have that. 
and no offense, Natalie Portman, but we're going to be consi- like consistently comparing the two of them for the rest of time. So what I just can't believe is that we had not only this great season of Drag Race, which is truly so like incredibly entertaining and so exciting to watch. Up there with All Stars too. I'm going to say it. Go right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much on par at this point. It's amazing. Like who would have thought four seasons into Drag Race UK, we would still be having this much incredible content. After season two, which was terrible, I thought it was going to be all over. I mean, Rue, the thing about season two was that Rue clearly had an agenda and I was really, really sick of really, really fantastic queens like Sister Sister um, and Tia Coffee just like consistently just get praise where I think like some of the runways, like taste was okay. Taste was okay on the runway. A horror was okay on the runway. I wouldn't say a good lip syncer at all for taste. No, 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 no. I was bored. I was bored. But um, Bimini Bon Boulash, I think is her name. I just, I wasn't getting why so many fans were so obsessed with her because she clearly was, again, it's the same situation with fucking Cheddar Gorgeous. I understand they're not doing well, but you don't have to like lose your shit and be like, oh my God, they're so incredible. They're so talented. I just never saw that on the show. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, Phenomenal stuff. And to have a top five like this, thank God they're saving uh, people. My worry was it was going to be a top four for the next episode, but we are so blessed that we're going to get a top five. And, it, and, and that it's this top five. Like the amount of seasons where we've been like, this is truly an incredible group of queens who have done so well in the competition and deserve to stay uh, even just one more week so we can see more of them. Of all the seasons for this one to be that, I'm just, I'm like, I'm thrilled. It's like they, they know exactly what we want. It looks like Jumba's Blonde is going to be the winner. And I think that's... Girl, I'm literally sitting here like I was going to say, I'm fully thinking she's going to she's going to take the win. With a name like that, which is probably the best drag name I've heard in a while. Probably the funniest and cleverest drag name I've ever heard. Unfortunately, her runway wasn't up to par to what I thought she usually did this week. Like, it wasn't as good as her past runways. No, I know. That's a tough one. I know. because Like a coarse and a bit of fabric? I think not. Uh, I know a lot of people listening to the pod this season have been like uh she's been wow. the, she's been the fashion queen also. i know we've been loving we've been yassing every single one of her runways it's just of all the episodes for her to finally just be like uh, i don't know it's tough it's it's there's so much to dive to like discuss and what is it dissect and disseminate um about this episode of drag race uk um i guess we should be a little more honest and just let's just stop the bullshit we're fucking with you we're fucking with every single one of you. If you are listening to this and you think this is genuinely what we think, in what world? That was a dumpster fire of an episode. That was one of the worst episodes of Drag Race I've ever seen in my fucking life. Who is writing? Do you know those like, do you know that like um, Simpsons uh, thing where they've got the, the chimpanzees like writing in the back on the computers? Yeah. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Legitimately, who is writing these things for these girls? And are they seriously giving them one hour to practice the lines? What is happening over there? I <laughs> legitimately, I, Connor, I started watching this episode so blasé. So blasé. And they did nothing to convince me that it was worth my time. I'm like, there's an editing team that can make anything look good. Yeah, they do that all. They've done that a lot over the years. If they can't make this look good, it must have been real bad. <sighs> okay, though, let's let's just let's let's cut the stop the bullshit. Charlie. I also I also rewatched it last night just to make sure that it was as bad as I remember. 
Are we still lying? It got worse. Oh shit, you watched it again? I watched it again. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm legitimately like, you shouldn't have. I'm professional. I was coming to the podcast. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I had all my eggs in line and it is just so bad. It almost makes them all look like, this. the problem is right, it's a top five. They should be the best of the best of the group right now. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happens? No, I know. It's so wild. It's wild. It's wild because, and you know what? We're just gonna get. We're just gonna go straight there. When they started filming this, and Michelle was sitting in that director's chair, like she always does. She isn't. She's not an actor. I don't know why she's there, but okay. <laughs> I, the amount of times where she was just like, "That's not the line. You need to get it right." You need to do this better. That's not how you do it. I'm like, babe, they got this script this morning. Also, maybe some actually actual advice on acting. Like, who do we have for like the All Star Seven girl who did Black Panther? I think she was amazing. Oh yeah, the acting coach with Rue for uh, the Christmas. Yeah, she was actually Noel. Please, Noel. Yes, like <laughs> she was giving very nuanced, excellent advice. Yes, yeah, yeah. Why do we not have an actual actor or director guest judge? on this episode Mm -hmm. because these girls are clearly not actresses. Well, and the script is clearly not a script written by an actual Hollywood (laughs) or entertainment industry. Michelle Massage write the script herself? Maybe. It was dodgy. She's an Anglophile. She loves British everything. She loves British humour. She loves British pop culture. Even on top of that, the characters weren't equal either in the comedy. So like one of them, like Pixie's character gets all these jokes right. Yeah. And then you get Black Pepper's character, the Bear Grylls intimidate thing. There's no jokes in there. There was no. What was she supposed to do with that? What was Black Pepper meant to do? Wow. More, but less. <laughs> do more, but you were doing too much, so give us less. We need peaks, we need valleys, we need troughs. I swear to God, if they tell one more girl. Peaks and valleys. Like, if one more girl, peaks and valleys, but then offer no way to do that. Mm-hmm. It's like telling me to go. That. It's telling me to go jump in a race car and be like a MotoGP driver, but then t- not telling me where or everything is. Yeah, what the fuck are they meant to do? But that's the thing. I don't. It, it makes you think. Did Michelle even read the script before she sat in that director's chair? Because it seems like she was just offering, like, you know, we need to get this. This is your last chance to film this. As if there's a girl. You guys are filming on a set. I, I understand it's a long. It's a long thing because we sat there for like five minutes watching this fucking thing. Wait, I'll never but, get that back. But in what world are they? can you actually tell them you need to get this line right because this is the last time we're going to shoot this? In what world? If they take too long and they go overtime, it's because that you can use that in the judges' critiques and be like, you didn't know your lines. We had to delay production to get this right. That's not good enough. Instead, she's like, okay, you have two chances. Go. I don't understand. I don't understand how that's a legitimate way to do these challenges. Like, get it right or you're fucked. By the way, they're never fucked. We always watch these challenges and see they always get the lines out. The final product is always them just, even if this doesn't need to be acted well, no. but they at least get it done. I'm actually like exhausted already just. I know. <laughs> Remember Shakespeare? I do because I really watched <laughs> season seven recently. <laughs> and the fact that that happened <laughs> is still great. Yeah. Still really good. Acting challenges do not go well in Drag Race. Point like one is 
on one season, six girls ended up in the bottom lip syncing against each other because they were all so trash. Um, that was a wild. That was the Mariah Carey thing, wasn't it? The yeah, stand, like the, the stand channel, the acting commercial stand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it was more improv. It I was do apologize. Improv. Yes, but acting on any. But that's the thing. Improv is both um, quick wit and acting. Like you need to sell what you're doing. You need to sell a different version of either yourself or a character. Well, then stop fucking putting on pretty girls with no personality <laughs> on Drag Race. More Spanky Jacksons. More Spanky Jacksons. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck good drag or what you consider good drag and stop telling people that Startlet is the greatest like Startlet whatever her name is, <laughs> what is her name from the start? <laughs> South African boy. Startlet. Is that a, even a word? I don't know. The one who was goofy. <laughs> stop putting on pretty girls with no personality. <laughs> It's so iconic. Put on one to two fashion girls. Make the rest interesting. Starmy. <laughs> I don't care what her name is. She the Pokemon. <laughs> she had the personality of her. <laughs> no, no reason. She was goofy. <laughs> I am so done. And then, like, I will admit, though, I will take some solace from this episode that Danny Beard's start like the first scene when she was like leaning and pretending oh, to be doing that the big, big brother host. Yeah. I enjoyed that part. What's her name? Davina? Davina DeCampo or something. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, Davina DeCampo has been hosting a big brother in the UK for 20 years. Yes. yes a black wig <laughs> and a black bodysuit. I think not race. <laughs> I enjoyed that part, but the rest was just like, and it could have been great, but why big brother is being meshed with squid games to yeah. create the squirrel games to have a squirrel shoot lasers out of its eyes. And if you ever watched the episode, this all happened. <laughs> Twas a mess. Um, it could have been great. There's a great big brother, like narrative acting challenge out there somewhere for these girls. And they decided that was the correct way to go about it. That's the thing. They thought that was the correct way to go about it. They had a great idea. The squirrel games. It's a, the squid games was the biggest show on television last year. Squirrel, get, that's a drag race reference. They can make they can make it queer, but do a good job. <laughs> is that is that so much to ask? I can't. It was. I'm, I'm like. I'm actually out. I'm like. I'm done. I'm like. Why is this happening? You're meant to get better as the season goes on. Like last season, UK season three uh. started off really rough. There were some really average episodes, but we had some pretty like average girls. I think at that point, mm. but then. There was a real turnaround at Snatch Game. And as the girls dropped off, it got better and better. We got great comedy challenge. We got great Snatch Game. We had mm. some really good solid performances. And the season got better as it normally should because the good girls stay, right? Mm. Maybe the caliber this season isn't that great. I mean, Cheddar Gorgeous is top tier, let's be honest. But how she won this challenge still is still beyond me. Because no one... Anyone could have won this challenge. I think I would have given it to Danny Beard purely on the start of it. Yeah. I thought Cheddar Gorgeous was terrible. Like, not even good. I thought she was one of the worst. Well, do you know what I think it might have been? I think she might have won because she was such an antithesis to who uh, Cheddar is as a queen. Like, the character was that, that um, was a spoiled, bratty, rich kid girl. But I think she played it terribly. Really? Really bad. I found it like really weird and like waste. It was still too like alien diety for me. Actually, <laughs> I didn't get influencer at all. I got none of what she was trying to do. 
Um, well, I got none of what sh- anyone was trying to do. That's the thing. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Cheddar Gordish gave me like shrill, which is an influencer. Influencers like over it, but very into it at the same time. Mm. I just got like hysterical shrill, which wasn't the role. And the eye, the makeup was a decision. And I'm very confused by the entire thing. <laughs> do you think uh, Jumbers did a decent job as... The, what did she have a dog? I actually feel like Jumbers with what she was given, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I would love to say I agree or disagree or neither or both. I just can't remember it. I can't. I'll trust your authority because you watched this episode a second time. <laughs> Honestly, choosing a girl to win here is like trying to find like a likable billionaire. It's partially impossible. I would be a likable billionaire, excuse me. You... Crevet here have to be a billionaire. I'm saying if I if I were a billionaire, I would be a nice one. You don't know that because you're not a billionaire. But I would also not be. I would become a billionaire and then become uh, the fastest to lose that billionaire status because I'd be giving all my money away. <laughs> Which is also the correct thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. I did buy a few tax lottery tickets this week. I'm just pointing that out. Billionaire? No. You're more likely to get hit by a car than win the Tats Lotto. Well, well, we'll see. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm not going to say you which hear, one. <laughs> this episode might be out late because I was in the hospital. Because <laughs> God, I wish death upon me. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about runways? Or I do you want to talk about trauma in the mirror? Um, let's go trauma in the mirror first because that was great. No, I I, what, I actually felt a little bad because we we learned last week that Black Pepper um, doesn't have a great relationship with her parents at all. And then to, for them to just have that conversation while she was over there by herself, just looking over, I was like, okay, I see what they're doing here. Yeah, it was very sad as well. It's like for them to receive the phone calls from back home and everyone- Oh yeah, that happened in Untucked, yeah. Everyone has a family message and- Glad something happened this episode. Yeah, no, there was some like nice parts. The challenge was just dreadful. Um, but to see that she had a friend's call, which was, and you know, family is not blood related. Family is whatever you make it to be. Exactly. But there is a part of me that hurts that her family couldn't have that moment to send her a message and it probably would have meant the world to her. And how fucking stubborn families are that they're happy to lose a child mm. over something that they cannot control. Can, can I be honest with you, Connor? I apologise if we're getting serious on the pod because God knows this is not the pod to do <laughs> Although we do. We've had some good serious moments over the years that I really appreciate. Um, the years. We haven't, done, haven't even done this too. Um, we are going to be coming up though in the new year on the 100th episode. I guess. I want to have like literally everyone on. I <laughs> get as many microphones as I can. Knowing that a couple of the drag queens, they'll get all the words in and I'll just they will. <laughs> I'll sit in the corner with my beer and it will be fine. <laughs> just chime in every now and again. We're like, well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um. Ask Queen Hunty. <laughs> Might as well be like a live, like book a, book a venue and get all the guests together just so we can have the equipment to a live episode. Sounds amazing. Um, the serious thing that, about that that I really can't wrap my head around is I honestly, I don't think we need to spend too much time wrapping our heads around this. I think we just need to come at it at a very simplistic approach because as I, I am of the very firm belief, especially now that these days more than ever, Nuance is indeed dead. Uh, people cannot find Shades of Grey. They, they think everything is black and white. I don't believe that's true for a vast, 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 vast majority of any situation in this world, any sort of moral, ethical, societal situation you might find yourself in. However, 
in a situation where a, a person who can actually cons- consider calling themselves a parent, not even just a good pet, whatever, just a parent, the job title is, it requires you to treat your offspring as an extension of yourself because they are like children are an extension of their parents. They are here because of you. It's like a, it's like, it's like another limb. You know what I mean? And you need, and that's why I don't fault people for having tough relationships with their parents. I have one with my mom. I don't have a relationship with my mom. Um, not because of queer stuff, a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, I love my dad. I know my dad looks and treats us like his other limbs. What I don't understand when it comes to parents who do have that kind of visceral reaction to their kids' identities, their queer or trans identities, it has to be black and white that you don't believe it is a, it's not a choice. Like you must, you, you must believe it's an absolute choice or you're just a horrific human being. I stand by it. If you've got preconceived notions of what you want your child to be, don't have children. Right, like, exactly. If you're placing upon anything that you give birth to in any format, or well, no matter how, however you have your child, if you're placing upon it before it's even born what it needs to be, who it should be, don't have children because mm-hmm. that's not how having a child works. Mm-hmm. You have a child to bring it into the world to hopefully form it in the best way and leave the earth a better place than you found it. Yeah. That is literally why you should be having a child. Not to procreate, to create more hatred or like division or if you can't get over the fact that your child is gay, baby girl, you were part of that child coming to this earth. It's fucking gay. Mm. Deal with it. Like, there is so many things. The fact that we are like burdened by so many people and we're pushed into closets and dark spaces and made into this idea that queer people are pedophiles and we shouldn't be around children and all this like hysteria and hatred and fear mongering around queer people comes from these parents and it's disgusting because legitimately I am a gay man. I was born this way. I mm-hmm. literally couldn't have changed it if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And there was a long period of my life that I wanted to change that. Same. But it's literally the way I am. It cannot be changed. Yep. So fucking get over it. Like there is people who are actually hurting other people in this world and they get off scot-free. Mm-hmm. The worst thing I've ever done is have sex with a male and I am purely hatred and I am it's illegal for me to go into 69 countries currently in the world. Yeah. And this comes from parents and human beings. Mm-hmm. Fucking get over yourself. Yeah. And Black Pepper's parents should be fucking ashamed. Yeah. Because Black Pepper is doing this not in spite, but despite what she's gone through. Yeah. And that takes even more credit that she has to go through this and create her own family, which is really hard. It's not an easy thing to do and to open up like this on national TV. And so for Black Pepper to do this, fucking congratulations because it has been a harder journey, I'm sure, without that support Mm. network. But honestly, to her parents, go fuck yourself. You're missing out. Period. You're literally missing out. You could be there watching your child Excel and I've seen my parents watch me on TV be the gayest of all time mm-hmm. and see how proud they are. Yeah. And like every child, if they go on TV and have this moment, should be able to look in their parents watching the same episode and go, fuck, they look so proud of everything I've done. And yeah. what I'm and how positively I'm currently changing the world. Period. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it's it, it's it's 
it just it 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 pisses me off that we are still living in that world where people legitimately think, well, because I can't imagine this being different than the way I see it, then it's wrong. I don't believe in God, but do I go run around telling and like screaming, Jesus is wrong, blah, blah, blah. No. Like, girl, I will fight for your religions and your right to believe in whatever the fuck you want to believe. Girl. I don't believe in it. So why are you putting it upon me? Yeah. And all, a lot of this is based on religion, especially in black communities. Yes. A lot of it is based around religion and yes. that hatred. To my knowledge, I thought religion was all about love thy person next to you or whatever that bullshit is. No, it's believe everything the way I do and we'll have a great life and afterlife oh, it's because fucking, I think so. It's all marketing. You're a fucking sheep. <laughs> this is why I'm like some of the smartest people are the most depressed because they see beyond what they're told. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Ignorance is your new best friend. Ignorance is your new best friend. And this is why a lot of queer people say, you know, I've got a blood family that I don't speak to and I've got the family I created. Yeah. And this is, and it's so That's sad. family. And that, it's so sad that we had to go create that. It's incredible. I wouldn't change my non-blood family for anything in the world. Mm-hmm. They are the ones who have gotten through, gotten me through more than my actual family by far. Mm-hmm. But it is a little bit shit that we, a lot of queer people don't have that family to go back to. Because it does create a lot of trauma and it creates a lot of pain that we already have anyway by being queer. We shouldn't have to add more to the fucking fire. Yeah. I can't wait to talk more about this in that documentary I'm working on. (laughs) Because, girl. girl. But it was nice to see so many other queer people from the show get lovely messages from partners and family members. And Pepper still got a beautiful message. She did. And I really enjoy that the show does that. From someone who I believe was in New York City. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't look like fucking Birmingham, did it? it? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, huh, okay. I mean, work. I watched him on Glow Up though. Oh, her friend was on Glow Up. Yep. Oh, okay, cute. As I said, I don't watch reality television, so I'm not going to watch Glow Up. But I will watch Trixie and Katia watch Glow Up. (laughs) Preach, actually. I need to watch (laughs) Trixie and Katia watch Love is Blind. That's that's on my list of YouTube things to do today. (laughs) It was golden. It was the (laughs) best. Only give them the worst. Give them the worst television and yeah. they will make it incredible. Or just give them straights, abusing privilege of being straight. <laughs> and it's great TV. Great TV. It's so good. Um, it was genuinely so good. I cannot believe I saw that TikTok before I watched them uh, watch Love is Blind. It came up on TikTok, the video of the, the guy who put eye drops in to fake that he was crying for the camera. Oh my god! I've heard about this guy. Oh, uh, is he Asian American guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen. It, I've seen. It. I was like, "Bitch! In what world did you think they would not put that in the show? <laughs> They're literally filming you right now." What a dipshit! He literally sat there like, "It's okay if I'm doing this, right?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, if your eyes are hurting." No, no, no. They weren't hurting. He just wanted to pretend that he was crying. Fuck me. <laughs> when I said the straights need to be stopped. Yes. <laughs> Immediately. Oh my God. Be gay, do crime, eat the straights. <laughs> and not in the way that. Nom, nom, nom. Not in the way we would eat each eat, other. Each other. Oh, fucking summer camp. Fuck me. There wasn't a <laughs> mouth and a hole the entire time. I was looking in the wrong spot. It was. Oh. Do you want to talk raffles? Which I completely forgot was the runway. <laughs> yeah, we can do a quick nyas and pass because I really enjoyed the runway. I Well, I'm. Uh, do you know what's funny? I didn't even, I wasn't, I was so zoned out watching this episode by how bad it was. I didn't even hear Rue say the category. So I was watching it like, huh? <laughs> it was rough lays. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Have they done this before on Drag Race? I don't remember a Ruffles, no. It's weird because it's a very easy theme. No, most of the categories have been recreate Rue's iconic looks. <laughs> and that's about it. Or like stripes. <laughs> Pants. Single solid colours. <laughs> Pink. <laughs> I do want more pants on the runway though. That's a good category. Love pants on the runway. I love pants on the runway. Ah, oh. who who did the great one? Um, 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 um. Oh, Katya, of course. The when With she the, had the, the black, the brown, and yellow. Yeah, the very Western European looking androgynous mm. model from the seventies in the wigs by Vanity. Um, Mari, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Which yes. is now known as the Karen, I think. Yeah, I was going to say it's got very speak to the manager energy. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Um, yes, Ruffles, though. That's the runway we're talking about. There are way better runways to talk about, but we're going to talk about this one because uh, this episode, it was so great we can't not. Hey, Danny Beard. Um, I loved it. You're not annoyed that it's the same silhouette she always gives? No, because I think when I think Ruffles, this is what I wanted to see. I enjoy that that like the hat into the neck area looks like a box of like roses being opened onto his head, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. Um, the chocolates. Yeah, like the chocolate, yeah. yeah. And so like, and the blue is gorgeous. I like that the face is different. She's giving a bit more glam. She is. She's so, giving a lot more glam. So despite the silhouette being similar to what she does, I still think that she's giving a new look for Danny Beard. She really, no, she is. Look, I, 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 I think for this runway, the silhouette is extremely similar to what we've seen before, especially in the hip area. But uh, the ruffles are the focal point of that silhouette. Like the ruffles are hanging off the hip. They're making that shape. 100%. It's a ruffles runway. I get it. I, all I see is ruffles. Yeah, I honestly, uh, and I, I do love the hat too. The hat's I think gorgeous. This is, I would die if someone wore this to the races. Oh, that's the look you're looking for. Yeah. Despite cancel the races. But <laughs> absolutely, if they weren't cancelled, I would enjoy seeing this. Um, yeah, this is so like, Oak, what is it? Stakes Day or Oaks Day? What's the one that the girls, what's what's Girls Day? Women's Day? Oh, Oaks Day. Oaks Day. Yeah, Oaks very Day. Oaks Day. <laughs> great, great little conclusion there by me. Um, Edson Yass, absolutely. Hard Yass. Uh, Jumba's Blonde, greatest drag name in the world. Um, wow. She, she looks great. It was breathtaking. It her really makeup, um, Beverly Kills was talking about this last week. Um, her makeup has increased so much since the show. So I think at this point we're seeing her. Oh, she's noticed. Oh, got to do. She's done so well. Her makeup's come so fast since yeah. episode one. She looks gorgeous. Gorgeous. Again, great hat. Great La- a great hat. races hat. This would be gorgeous at the races. You'd freeze your ass off because it always rains every year, but it would be gorgeous. <laughs> I just like the way that's proportioned, the one out, the one arm out, the one covered, like the way mm. that it's see-through, the pastel green. I love that. You know I love green. The colour, the colour palette is gorgeous. I love that she's just giving full glam and her legs are shining. Nothing is dusty. It is looking really schmick. Really? Though, like it's you would think because it is she is wearing uh, a green corset uh, but it's but it's it's not just a cor- it's the design of it mm. i think was done purposefully with it this may not be the case i don't know jombas let us know if we're wrong but it looks like this look was done to be together like this wasn't two separate things the white the mm. extremely long white uh I can't even really call that a coat, it's but a, it's, it, it, it looks like they were complementing each other 
from the get-go. Yeah, I feel like she found the hat and was like, let's create a dress <laughs> from this hat as like inspiration. Because like it really is designed inwards out. Yeah, yeah. And like, and it fits her so, so well. So well. She's a little skinny bitch and she looks incredible. I love the, I love the boots too. Again, I love that color green. I, green's my favorite. I, I, if you can make me gag in a green look, I'll. I'm happy that it took her took the category this long for her to wear it because her makeup has caught up to this look. Yes, and so therefore it's a fully realized drag queen at this point. Fully realized. It took her this long. It's a nyas. It's a nyas for me too, and it, to the point where I'm like, God, it's kind of sucks. She was in the bottom for this week. Great to dance in though. Oh, oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Hated the song. Um, <laughs> oh my God, don't tell my boyfriend. Oh, really? It's like a deeply loved UK song. Really? Like, oh, God. British people are weird. But I didn't love it either. <laughs> and it's and an I, Aussie thing. And I lied to him and said I did. But he doesn't listen to the podcast, so I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> okay, first of all, redacted. I don't know if you want to say his name. Why don't you listen to my podcast? We met one time and you were incredibly lovely. You don't even listen when your boyfriend is on? If it makes you feel better, he's never seen MasterChef either. He doesn't watch anything I do. Well, girl, not a lot of people did. But like, this is available at all times. And this is topical. It's great. I can talk shit and he won't hear it. Cheddar Gorgeous. Pansies? Uh, I believe so. Daffodils? No. I think pansies. Pansies? Yeah. But here's the thing. This is shapeless, but in the same time is a very defined shape i like it i think having those really like those the legs pretty much out <laughs> when she ducks down and becomes <laughs> do you know that child show with all those big like like bald moving monster things bald they're moving like really monster chunky things. if someone can please let us know in the comments what i'm trying to say right now but she looks like one of those bald moving monster things i can't remember what they're called they're called like something like dabo bababo or something Oh, um, Gabba Gabba. Something like that. Yabba Gabba Gabbo? Maybe. Anyway. <laughs> no, Google, Google. I need this. I need this. Right. Because I know exactly what you're talking about. Let's get our full. Um, Yo Gabba Gabba. Is it Yo Gabba Gabba? Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Am I correct though? No, you are. You are very correct. Yeah. Okay. Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> anyway. It's giving me Yo Gabba Gabba realness. On the runway. I'm not editing around that whatsoever. <laughs> but. Oh my God. I literally just checked to see. Um, I just had a, a heart attack. I had to check my software to make sure the microphones were connected after what happened last week. Uh, probably should have done that an hour ago. Um, <laughs> well, it's too late now. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're fully connected. We're I, fine. I love how Cheddar Gorgeous is like, yes, I'll give you fashion, but I'm also going to teach the children at the same time. Mm. And I love that she's like, fuck double entendres. Let's just give meaning upon meaning. Because this is beautiful. This is a, There's essentially a guy, I can't, I can't remember what his name is, but he goes around in the UK plant, planting one of these flowers um, oh. in a soil nearby where an LGBT person has been abused or oh. um, harassed or physically hit or like anything Did along. Did you to talk about that on the... A little bit, yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry, I was not paying attention. <laughs> But in my dreamland of last night, I did a, couple, a bit of research um, oh. and he finds soil nearby and illegally, essentially, because you're not allowed to pretty much just plant wherever you want. Exactly. He'll plant and he'll take a photo and he'll write what happened. Um, and it's really lovely because it really puts a light on how much abuse queer people 
deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. Particularly, I don't see it a lot because I'm in Melbourne, which is quite a forward city, I would say. Mm. Um, but all over the UK and all over the world, even westernized countries, there is so much abuse that queer people deal with daily. So incredible work that he's doing. And she looks fashion and gorgeous. What? That's on period, Pooh? Fashion and cheddar gorgeous. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it really is a, it really is a beautiful look. It's, uh, I was worried at first. I'm like, oh, this, in what, in what way is this going to work? No, it works because as an ensemble. And her eyes are stoned. Her like, eyes, she, her makeup is always just, just, just. Is she giving the same time as the other girls? Cause it looks like she's got three hours more. <laughs> I think she's just a fucking pro. Probably. Like, yeah. Seriously. Also, uh, her boyfriend's a bit of a fucking babe. Well, she's a fucking babe. Yeah. She had a gorgeous, I would I will happily watch the sex tape. <laughs> there could be an OnlyFans in the future. Fingers crossed. She'd make a lot of money off of it she more probably, than Drag Race. Probably doesn't need it, to be honest. Black Pepper. Oh, it was a Nyas, by the way, for Jedagogos. Deep Nyas, yes. <laughs> Black Pepper was giving, well, she was giving ruffles, but she was giving kind of a, um, well, uh, I would say, okay, I do not want to say these words, but I'm going to. I actually hate that I'm about to say these words. It's very club kid. <laughs> It's Denim Club Kid. It's Denim Club Kid. It's Denim Club Kid. Did we need the mask? Um, Joe, face, uh, face Keeney, essentially. I go between this one. I thought I didn't like it. Then I fucking loved it. Now I'm a bit like, do I love it? Which I think makes great fashion. If I'm going through up and down, like, <laughs> I don't know how I feel. Um, it's. I think for me, I would have loved more juxtaposition between the color of the glittery underbody suit, whatever it is, on the denim. Because I feel Yeah, like the stuff under the denim, yeah. I would have preferred maybe just a different tonal colour, whether it be like a jarring like yellow goldy glitter mm. or even a pink, but like because it was bluish on a cool tone, I feel like I lost a little bit of it. Yeah, I can see that. I think it was it's it shimmers very green. So that yeah. is different, but it's not different enough. Like yeah. I, I uh what mixed media is the word that I used last week that I'm gonna use more of because I just remembered it. <laughs> you need more mixed media. More mixed media. But the cut of everything where everything is placed and lined is stunning. Oh yeah, her silhouette is incredible. Like she's she, she even looks like cinched, but it looks like because of the dress, it looks like she's cinched on the outside. <laughs> like, yes, it, um, I'll, I'll try and pause on a good moment so I can, yeah. Like it, she literally has like a denim corset over. It's cool. The layering is really cool. It is the denim, the denim parts are so stunning. Yeah, they really are. I and that's the part that matters. It's a ruffle. I would love to see it without the actual thing underneath and see what it looks like as just a denim outfit. Mm. But this was great regardless. It's a yas. Sorry, Reese is just practicing. <laughs> What am I practicing? Were you next boyfriend? Oh, I was yawning. I'm not going to give a fucking BJ to my microphone. This was expensive. Um, honestly, it's a soft yas. I, you're allowed. You're allowed. It's just. It's just. Um, I'm still trying to justify the face keeny because I do think. Uh, it would have worked extremely well without it. Like, I don't think it adds anything to it. You know what I mean? Almost like her makeup that she did last week could have been done for this one. I can't remember her makeup for last week. She did the- Oh, the white. The white. Yeah, 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 with the pink. Yeah, that was great. But then changing the pink tones to like a blue- Yeah, to like match the, the shimmer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her boots though were also great. It's the same material oh, that she had underneath. And it's, I love when they match the material. Yes, that was very good. 
Now for the next queen, I'm just going to go ahead and just give this a deep pass. Really? Yep. Okay. My favourite parts, I don't see the ruffles. I hate it bottom down. I love the face and the hair and there's no ruffles there. <laughs> if I, if they Thank say, you, Mother Goose. If they, <laughs> if they say ruffles on the runway, I want fucking ruffles. I see ruffles. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do see them there. They're just, it's, it's just. They're just shit. Girl, I feel terrible. I feel terrible because Pixie Polite clearly is not on the same level as the rest of this cast. No, she doesn't have a taste for style, unfortunately. No, and it's giving me very, do you know what it is? And I hate myself when I'm saying this. Don't make me. 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 I, was, I was realizing this this morning. Let's say it now. Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's giving me Deja Sky. Her run has been very Deja Sky. Yeah, it's like the UK's Deja Sky. Style-wise. Just, just style-wise. Because obviously all of her things are actually well-fitting most of the time, so mm-hmm. someone's made them for her. Yeah. But you come to the designer with what you kind of want to do and say, right? Yeah. And a really good example is I think Deja Sky used a lot of the same person that Sherry Pie used. And despite Sherry Pie being the worst thing to ever happen, <laughs> Sherry Pie's runways were incredible because the designer they used was Incredible, yeah. but they've obviously come with their designs. And she and um, Deja Sky came with her designs. And oh no, it wasn't Deja Sky. It was Tina Burner. Tina Burner. Tina Burner used the same purse one. Yeah. Yes, and they all fit. They all did fit. They were terrible, but they all fit. But they were terrible because <laughs> obviously Tina Burner doesn't have style. No, exactly. So like you can have a great designer, but if you yourself don't have a great mindset, like it doesn't. And this is the problem with Pixie. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have style, and I don't think she's very good. But that's the thing. And same with Deja Sky, her face, I never really had a problem with. Her makeup was, I think, great. And if that's what she does, Pixie's beat is always so well. She's a great makeup artist. Gorgeous. And her wigs are great too. This wig that she's wearing for the look this week, it's Elizabethan the first style. I think so, yeah. Um, Just the wig itself is so intricate and clearly just made purposely for this look. It's fantastic. From the neck up, I live. But this mini dress, this mini situation with ruffles, white ruffles just seemingly just pasted on like an arts and crafts project. It doesn't make sense with the outfit. It doesn't make sense with the outfit. It would have made feel bad. I'm sorry, I have to say this, but I'm, I hate myself because this is Drag Race UK and they don't win any money. So why are they putting effort into these clothes? Because they don't get anything out of it, but they also do, but they don't. <sighs> sorry. It's about, well, if you're going to do ruffles right, it was a great opportunity to have a massive gown ruffled all the way down. Yeah, Not true. just stick ruffles on a little mini skirt. But would that have been Elizabethan? That's the thing. Elizabethan would have been the same orange uh, bronzed kind of uh, uh, material all the way into like a a full gown situation. I'm also just over seeing the same queen silhouette <laughs> style. We've seen it a lot. Like Jinx's um, first runway in All Star 7. Yeah. Literally what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. That was beautiful. It was stunning though. But like also we've With seen it. <laughs> At least Jinx had that like leg moment. She updated what we had seen yeah. in a small format. And the headpiece made it gorgeous. Yeah. I'm go- I might watch All Stars All Winners again. <laughs> I currently I did it recently and it was it made me like drag again. Except for the finale. Well, I don't know. I love the finale because the lip syncs were incredible. Girl, the wrong person won every time, including Jinx's. <laughs> I know. I stand by that. <laughs> 
But I also believe, like, I remember watching it. I forgot about that wig reveal Evie did, which was incredible. Oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she still didn't win. Raja she still didn't win. <laughs> I think Raja only won. She'd already done had herses and $50,000 because she's Raja. Because she's 50 years old. Facts. Yeah. She deserves it. Give it to her. It's fine. She deserved that. Yeah, they all did. They all fucking did. Jada Essence Hall deserved f- top four. I don't believe she did. I think Vivian, I think Viv deserved top four by the end. No, well, I think Viv and Jada deserved top four more than Shay and Trinity. It should have been Jada, Viv, Jinx and Monet. We digress. In Um, my personal opinion, which apparently um, everyone with a TikTok account uh, seems to really revel in by making so many (laughs) drag race TikToks to the point where people are literally abusing each other over their opinions. Yeah, but it's, Fucking hysterical. Hey, I've got people abusing me on my salad recipes. Like people, <laughs> people have like no no qualm on social media. The lip sync song was Some Kind of Rush by Booty Love. Love spelt L-U-V. It's a very 2000 things. Very 2000 things. I, quick sidebar, Britney Spears' album Glory, which was the album she did right before everything turned to shit. Uh, conservatorship wise and she got out um incredible album really really incredible like beginning to end good piece of album tree um that's a word um my probably my favorite song on it is definitely a song called just love me unfortunately it is spelt l-u-v and i hate it because i love the song so much and i have to look at that spelling every time but it's because and i think this i think this is why there's another song on the album called um love me down and yes. I think if you have too many songs with the word love in it on the album track list, it just looks a little weird. No, don't spell things out. <laughs> don't spell incorrectly. No, we've done that. We've done where the, the letter is a two, where they put a two instead of the word actual two. Like we've done it. We're past it. Uh, it's 2022. Let's spell correctly. It's not overtly difficult. Love Me Down, by the way, is also great song. Love Me Down and Just Love Me are the two, my two favourites on that album, Glory. They are fucking incredible. Love Me Down I would have loved to see a music video for because the choreo and the chorus where the sirens go off. Anyway, we could <laughs> – this Britney podcast needs to be paused for a second. Um, so I don't like Some Kind of Rush as a song. It was a bit repetitive. It's a bit like Fairy Floss Pop song. It's fine. Can I look up when this was? Because I was listening to it and I was like, this sounds like it would have been – do you know what it was? What? I was so proud of myself for thinking of this in the moment because I was so deadened by this episode. I kind of I was shocked. I I thought of something in any way creative. Um, <laughs> it gave me off-brand Cascader. Yes, I see that. I see that Cascader's a vibe as well. I love Cascader. But there we go. It was released two thousand six. Two thousand vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Well. My partner and one of his other British mates were chatting about it and they love, love, love this song and they were so excited to see it. But everyone who was Australian was just a bit like, I don't get this. But that's fine. If it works for UK people, that's great. I think they both did great at the actual lip sync. I thought hmm. it was quite even to the point where I was like, I don't know who they're going to choose. I was the same, yeah. I think, um, well, now that, oh, sorry, now that you are saying it, now that you're saying like, oh, British people love it, it means something to them, what would the Aussie version be? Nikki Webster? 
It's funny you should say that <laughs> because I had to play Strawberry Kisses for my partner the other day. Really? And I was like, have you heard this? He's like, no, I have no idea what this is. And I was like, it's just very, very floss pop. Like it's not good, but it's nostalgic for some reason. I think it's so great. You have to explain the whole situation. Like, so, no, 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 no. She was like a little girl who was like a singer, like oh, actor, and she got hired to do the Sydney Olympic uh, opening ceremony and then everyone fell in love with her and then she got a record deal because obviously and this was a different time where you could literally give anyone a record deal and they would sell and <laughs> yeah but also like he listened to the song he's like yeah it's fine and I was okay, like okay good good, I good. Was like, but also I was like no it's fucking great <laughs> and so I feel like we're having the same thing with this. so you are correct Shawbrick yeah. Kisses is the same as this <laughs> God, we're terrible. Um, I was going to say maybe the Veronica's, but no, Veronica's have universal appeal. Oh, no, no, no. There was enough people from the UK at summer camp and every single person was losing their shit to the Veronica's. Someone shared a video of them uh, doing Untouched when the chorus hit and someone in the crowd right next to them was screaming the words incorrectly. How embarrassing. Who is the fag who does not know the words to Untouched? I'm not going to lie, in the crowd there was a lot of people who stopped talking during the verses. Oh, you absolute, you do not get to call yourself homosexuals. As I proudly went off. <laughs> Lo and behold, Ruth thinks this is the perfect time to save both queens. Honestly, girl. Just send Pixie home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine if Ruth was like- For the first time in Drag Race history. <laughs> it was like a Willem situation yeah. where it's like- Pixie, could you please step forward? Yeah. I've decided <laughs> you probably should have been got, in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> please leave immediately. You, uh, we just heard from the doctor and you are unable to compete in this competition due to no taste. <laughs> Apparently COVID has affected you for way too long and- the no taste that you had during COVID, you now have for all styles. So please leave. Oh my God. We're horrible. Um, <laughs> I stand by it. It's not great. It is weird. As when, when Rue did say, Pixie Polite, you're safe. I literally was like, Jesus Christ. She's not following the narrative. Something's gone wrong. <laughs> Clearly. And so, and girl, I got to tell you, you asked the question, I'm going to answer it. Who won? I think Jumpers did a great job. I thought it was Jumpers too. It was Jumpers. She did. Black Pepper was great, but Jumpers, I think Jumpers won. Jumpers was like feeling the song. And I think that she just was a bit more calmer. Pepper was going into, sometimes the girl was with all the tricks just do a bit too much, unfortunately. And her third lip sync. Third lip sync. We've seen it before, what she's done. I think Jumpers won. Jumpers won. Jumpers absolutely won. When they said Black Pepper, I literally was like, oh, fuck. Shit, I got that wrong. And then they saved Jumpers. I was like, oh, there we go. And so now we are left with five girls, which means four are going to make the finale, which is a very drag race thing. And only two of them really deserve to be top two. I know. Yeah, who one of them's about. gone. <laughs> one of them's gone. Um, what do you, th- who do you think will be? If they were, d- if they were doing it like um, Rue does that thing where, Four becomes two. Yeah, I think you go down to Danny Beard and Cheddar. Cheddar. I think you have to. Unfortunately, Black Pepper just hasn't. She hasn't really shown up. She wasn't as good as I thought she was going to be. And again, guys, anyone listening to this who's like, how dare you? 
we know Black Pepper is an incredible drag artist. The reason it's upsetting because I'm obsessed with her. Exactly. I wanted to do so well. Her runways have been gorgeous. She's she's fantastic. But it's like, just she hasn't. It's I, a uh, it's a competition, and she hasn't done I, enough. I want her to be in the competition. Right, and I feel like she's sabotaging herself, which is annoying. Yeah, or how she might just be fucking exhausted because doing drag race is fucking exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. How you get when you do get to the end of it, like they do ten episodes. That's about three weeks, four weeks of filming. It'd be a month of filming, I reckon. Yeah, I just we can't fault these queens who are incredible for flailing in a competition. We can fault them for not loving their style. <laughs> we can fault them for having bad attitudes. Absolutely. That are born out of personality and not because of uh, pressures from the competition because I think we can tell the difference at this point. Yes. Because we don't need that to be blamed on the edit. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted uh, I'm too. Done. I'm calling it. Um, <laughs> can I just say to all of our amazing listeners who have put up with this, what am I thinking? What's the word here? Sporal- no. Spor- <laughs> sporadic? Sporadic nature. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> of uh, the podcast for UK. Honestly, I was very much like, yeah, I want to do it fortnightly because I want to give myself a bit of a break. But even when we're doing fortnightly apps, I still wasn't loving it because I'm not loving the season. And so when you're forced to do it eventually and do the two episode recaps, it's like, oh my God. But yeah, I'm in a pretty clear position. I'm not doing episode nine by itself. I'll do a double up finale because what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? Because we have, what's the point when we have a brand new series to talk about and that is Canada versus the world? (sighs) So tell me, Connor Karen, I'm going to ask you. We're going to we're going to end on a very positive note where we do nothing but uplift queer artists that we love and we are so excited to see on television. Love that. First and foremost, who is going to win Drag Race UK season four? I think I think Cheddar wins it. Mm-hmm. I think I think Cheddar does it only because I think Danny Beard is great, but I just think that Cheddar is different enough at this point, mm-hmm. and I think they want to kind of do someone. Danny Beard's just got too many similarities to past winners of the UK, mm-hmm. so I think I see a lot of Lawrence Cheney in them, and mm-hmm. they've kind of played the same edit. So I think Cheddar Corder just would be a different kind of winner. I very much agree. And also very similar to the Vivian Danny Beard as well. So like Yeah. So like that's two of the past three winners where Danny Beard kind of like sits in the same pocket. Yeah. So I, I think, think so. Cheddar probably has a better chance. Yourself, Reese? I think Cheddar Gorgeous. I can't see any other way. But then again, this is Drag Race UK. I really wanted Davina DeCampo to win. I love the Vivian, but after watching and at the time I really wanted Davina to win. Season two, I wanted Bimini to win. Season three, I wanted Kitty Scott Claws to win. So get ready for a pixie win. Yeah, but get ready for Pixie Polite to be named the UK's next drag superstar. <laughs> no, it'll be Jombers just to piss us off. <laughs> Do you know what? I'll take Jombers. Jombers I'll... will win next week's challenge and then slay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll Stephen Bradbury this. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> Fucking let's do it, Jombers. And if people outside of Australia don't know that reference we just made, Google it. Um, that name is Stephen Bradbury. Now, the big question, Canada versus the world. Um, yes. I'll be very excited to have you maybe join me and my special guest co-host at some point to uh, Kiki because it'd be fun. I will definitely come in. I know you love the Canada series. Actually, I'm one of the few people who really loves the Canada seasons. Definitely can't say that myself after season three. Um, but that's why we, Why do you think we didn't do it on the podcast? Um, but what are, you, what are your expectations? Who do you think 
will be a shock elimination. Who do you think will make it to the very end? We do know, uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but we do know that it's going to end the same way UK versus the world did where it's a lip sync smackdown because there'll be a top four. Yep. So what are your vibes? Who do you think is going to make it? Who's going to do what? Look, I'm obsessed with Raja O'Hara. I have been for a while. So mm -hmm. in my heart of hearts, I want her to be there. Mm -hmm. I think that ISIS Kill Tour will be the shock elimination. Mm, probably. And I think I think the format of Versus the World series really sets up well girls who are mediocre. Mm. I think the format sets it up for mediocre girls to get to the end. So by saying that, I think someone like Kendall Gender will get to the end. I think like someone like Vanity Milan might get to the end. I think those girls could very easily get to the bed with, the, with, with just with the format that it works out as. That's interesting. Uh, I don't disagree with you there at all. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to think though, is that just a very expertly disguised way to say, I still don't, I, I still don't understand why Blue Hydrangea won UK versus the world. No one will ever understand why Blue Hydrangea <laughs> won. But like when you think of the strong competitors from UK versus the world, they were Pangida, they were Jimbo. They were people who went quite early. My heart. Mo Hart didn't win despite the fact that she got to the end. And she did the best. Did yeah. So like I think the season sets it up for someone. I don't know. And we've only had we've only got one format to base it off. Yeah. This might be incredible, right? Look at All Stars One to All Stars Two. This might change the way that we view versus the world. But I think there is just so much power in the Queens and they don't mind doing shock eliminations now. They'll fucking just do it. They don't give a fuck, right? Mm. So like they will happily get rid of a girl who accidentally ends up into the bottom. And be even if you're the best girl, you could fuck up bottom because it's not your thing. Jinx Monsoon's a great example. You know, so Ooh, yeah. like Jinx Monsoon would have been in the bottom twice on All Star Seven, despite yeah. how great she was. So with the format that we're given, that's the thing, everyone. This is the format. You don't hate the queens, hate the game. That's why. I if love, you have a problem with it, yeah, that's why I love the All Star Seven season so much because yeah. they we got great group of eight queens who just got to show what they did for like ten weeks. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. How about? We leave things on a potentially messy note. You think Raja's going to make it to the end or you want Raja to win? I would like Raja to win, yeah. Okay, you think uh, someone like Vanity or Kendall might make top four? I honestly, um, I'll say it now because when the first episode is out, we'll already be one episode in. My prediction is I think, I do think the Americans are going to go all the way, Raja and Silky. Yep. I would love Victoria Scone to do very well. Me too. Of, for obvious reasons. Yes. And I, of course, want Anita Wiglet to be like, bitch, this is how we do Down Under. Yes. This is, I want Anita Wiglet to bring that great representation of uh, Kiwi drag, but also of our series because she's a fantastic entertainer. Really good. And I just want her to do as best she can. And she deserves another run. Like she was not, yeah. should never been eliminated in the first place. From No, she, no, she should not have. So like, I'm really excited to see her get hit. There's a lot of second chance here. It's actually a really good cast. Yeah. Like 
it's casted in the way that I'm like, I am excited because I don't know what I'm going to see from a lot of the girls. And there's a lot of girls who could really up their game a la Raja O'Hara from All Star 6. Mm. Like going from her original season to that, how much she grew and how much better she got. We might get that with a lot of the girls. Yeah. Like even like Stephanie Prince. Like she didn't get to I show a lot. I love Stephanie Prince. She didn't get to show a lot. So like what has her drag become? So there's going to be a- Yes. There's definitely going to be a couple of stories of like a lot of growth, which I'm excited to see. Yes. I remember watching season two of Canada and being like, Stephanie Prince is the one where I'm like, she should not have gone that early. I loved Stephanie Prince. Who do you think? Uh, last question. I promise we'll let all these lovely people go. Who's going to be the first out? Who's going to be the? Oh, oh, oh! Who's the lemon? Literally, <laughs> who's the lemon? I'm just like an asshole after you just said it. But I think Stephanie Prince. That's uh, fine. <laughs> You're allowed to think that. You're allowed to think that. I think it will be a Canada queen just to fuck it up. They're going to be like shit. As long as Rita Baggett doesn't win, I'm good. Girl, she's going to be hosting Drag Race uh, Belgium. I don't care if she like cures cancer. <laughs> doesn't mean that I like her drag. I'm just saying like, you know, she might have, they might make it happen in a way where she gets a good run because, you know, makes the host. They're going to look after her a little bit for yeah. sure. It's but we're going to be very excited to see what happens. Seriously, this is this is the TV we love. If you want to do it the whole time. <laughs> now you can carry on. I know I didn't want to interrupt you because you seemed very like I want to do this. <laughs> Let me do this. Okay, you can now you can now finish up. Thank you. thank you, Connor Karen, for joining me today. I especially want to thank you for joining me on a a, a single week, not a double week. <laughs> I'm stoked it's not a double week. I don't have the voice for a double week. No, you really don't. Um, uh, I am so excited to watch you on the challenge. Me too. So thank you. Uh, and I I know you're going to do well, even if you're first out. I know you're going to do. <laughs> Hey, if I'm first out, I'm burning the places that go out. So, well, actually, this episode will come out after the first two episodes. So, I'm glad you weren't first out. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not going to give it. I, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I might or might not be there. I will. You can, you can go but, Google if I'm still there. At this yeah, point, but yeah. keep watching is what we're saying. Watch the challenge on uh, Channel 10 Mondays and Tuesdays at 7:30 p.m. Follow me at Creamy underscore Confusion as well. That's the one. That's yeah. where you get more than just challenge stuff. You and get all the awesome stuff that you do. Oh my god, so so many good things. And where can they find you, Reese? Well, the first thing they should do is follow Not Another Drag Race Pod on Instagram because that's where we're doing all sorts of fun pod updates, memes are plenty. Uh, I loved that I stirred drama the other day by asking people if Shangela fully copied Courtney Act on Dancing with the Stars. The response was, I think I think she would have seen Courtney do that and then a couple of years later decided to do it herself, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, fun little polls, all the fun things you get to do on Instagram, we do and we do it with... Uh, we do it with humour. We do it with a classic Aussie charm. That's the whole reason we do this. Uh, and I think you should all just join the community. It's a fun time over there. And more than anything, can you please give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating on Spotify, which you can do as well. Uh, if you do give us a five-star review and a written review on Apple Podcasts, I'll read it out on the pod. And I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. And I cannot wait for everyone to join us for Canada versus the world. Oh, I'm actually, oh, oh, do I tell people who's going to join me? No, I'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. Oh, fuck it. Ah, I'm so excited. Connor, you're a gorgeous human being. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It is always a fucking pleasure. Even when your voice is, you like know. Deep throat of the entire football team. It sounds horrible. See, this is where we, this is where I hit stop record because I want to say some things about that. <laughs>
<laughs> not maybe I should. I didn't deep throat the whole football team. No, but that's where you go with that. But I was going to make a joke about at straight men's expense, but still, I'll stop recording. I don't want to. Perfect. <laughs> I don't want to offend any straight men who might want to kill me. Now, <laughs> this is this is where the fun friendship conversation that you don't get to be a part of happens. Everyone, thank you, and <laughs> we'll see you next week for Canada versus the world. Goodbye.